Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends the buyers most desire. Get this, zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for anything until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design, all while managing the costs. Here's all you need to do. Head to houseliftcolorado.com and check out the incredible remodels they've done for homeowners in their metro area. In past jobs, they've put anywhere from fifteen dollars to $60,000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today to find out what Houselift can do for you. That's 303-885-7888. Oh yeah, and if you hire one of their preferred realtors, they'll sell your home without charging a listing commission. Let's jump into the podcast. has come the day has come and the great water tasting of 2019 has concluded and i'm not gonna lie ryan it blew my expectations out of the water ah i see what you, <laughs> see what you did there <laughs> didn't even mean to you have to uh go over to the to bsn broncos on twitter or if you just want to go direct to the source bsn broncos on periscope to see it we decided and i think i told you guys a while back that we were going to do this but we decided that it's probably not going to be great content for listening and it took us 10 minutes to do it so i think we were right in that sense but i want you guys to go to one of those two places bsn broncos twitter or bsn broncos periscope and watch the video because it actually turned out to be a better video than I could have ever guessed. It, it was amazing. Ryan, it was drama-filled. And I don't know how many times that's been ever said about a water taste test. Never, probably. <laughs> and I sort of don't want to spoil it, so you have to go watch because the twist in the video is so good. But... I know not all of you are on Twitter, not all of you are on Periscope, so I think it's only fair 
Zach, that we share what happened. So but throw, I, throw some earmuffs on if you're going to go watch the video. Right. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, skip forward maybe 30, 45 seconds. Or more. Just <laughs> crush that skip 15 button. So here's what happened. We sat down. <laughs> I tasted the first water. It was, of course, blind taste test mm-hmm. administered by the one and only Ali Monroy. I tasted the first one. I said, wow, that is fantastic water. I said, it tastes like nothing. So pure. So pure. So clean. Tasted the second one. And, and the second it touched my lips, Zach, I said, I know which one's the Colorado <laughs> one. And then I said, sample A is better. That's the best one. That's the Colorado water. And Allie said, no, <laughs> that's the Alaskan water. And everything I've ever believed in my life flashed right before my eyes. In disbelief. Completely, dis- completely in disbelief. My world came crashing down. Then, jokingly, I was kind of like, well, as long as uh, the test was administered correctly, then we have to award Alaska the winner. <laughs> But I think Allie had a slight amount of doubt in her mind <laughs> because at that moment she went and grabbed the jar of Alaskan water and said, here's the winner. You can drink it right out of the, uh, of the bottle if you want. And I took a sip and looked at Zach and I said, that tastes like sample B, not mm. sample A. Try it. Try it. Zach tries it. Immediately. We both agree. B. That's sample B. What do you? What are you trying to pull here, Allie? <laughs> but I was ready to just say, you know what? I trust Allie. Yep. Maybe it tastes a little different out of the jar than it does out of the glass. Whatever. But again, I think Allie just, there's a little bit in her heart that wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> so she said, no, no, no. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So we run it back. Mm. And again, same same results. I say, I know that one's the best. Easy. It, it, it was easy. It really was easy. And, and that's when it came down. The truth. Mm-hmm. That's when the truth came out. Mm-hmm. And in, it, in the Colorado avalanche glass, fittingly enough. Allie admitted that that was the Colorado water. It was the, it was the Rocky Mountain runoff. Oh, and it's so good. <laughs> and, and, and no disrespect no. to... The Alaskan water. We actually, the fact that you sent that to us was so awesome. Oh, but, it was so cool. But and it turned out to be so fun to do the test. We should have done it a long time ago, but we just kept forgetting. Um, no disrespect. It was good water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good water yeah. that can be appreciated. Yeah, nothing can top the king. It was. I I didn't really know what made Colorado water so good? Because I've never done a taste test where you get to taste outside Colorado water next to Colorado water. You know, you have Colorado water for, what, a year straight, then you go on a trip and you taste other water and you're like, oh yeah, this does taste different. But then you come home and it's been eight to 10 hours since you've had that water. This this was awesome to be able to see that. And the way, the reason Colorado water tastes so much better is because it tastes like nothing. It's it's cold in your mouth. The taste test wasn't a taste test at all. It was a non-taste test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was the lack of taste. 
that won the test in the end. And who would have thought that eating something tasteless or putting something in your mouth that's tasteless would be better? And water's a, what, the only thing that you want to be like that? The thing is, like, all it tastes like is refreshment. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like it's an idea. It, it just, tastes like an idea. Right. It just goes <laughs> in and you're like, I feel better now. <laughs> I feel cold, colder, more hydrated. <laughs> but maybe there, I mean, I'm interested to hear from other people. Maybe people say, like, I want my water to have a little taste. Sure. Because if you want that, like, I'll tell you this. Alaska is a whole lot better than Vegas. Mm-hmm. The water in Vegas tastes like regret and bad decisions. Yeah, there's water that tastes... Exactly. There's water that tastes bad, and then there's water that just has a taste. The Alaskan water had a taste. It tasted like minerals. It, it tasted like it was it was from the glaciers there. But it, it had the glacier to it, while the Colorado was just was just pure snow runoff. So go watch the video because it's pretty funny <laughs> just to see the, the twists and turns there. I know it's a little bit spoiled for you now, unless you are well, coming back right coming now. Coming back right you now. Welcome perfectly. back to the podcast <laughs> presented by Elixinol, by the way. Shout out to the good folks over at Elixinol. Um, and when you go to Elixinol.com and make a purchase today, 5% of that will go to a nonprofit of your choice. All right, Zach. One down. I believe two to go. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we've said we were going to try that we might not have the opportunity to until the world tour. Still waiting on that <laughs> GoFundMe. But two things that, that come to my mind, and, and in fact, I don't even have to participate in these. <laughs> you still got to try a Hot Pocket, and that is happening mm, very soon. Mm, Maybe even tomorrow. Mm. And you still have to try a Cadbury egg. <laughs> I know one of, one of them is going to be easy. One of them is going to be delicious. Both of them are going to be delicious. Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. We were talking just before this, and when people talk about Hot Pockets, like, yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. That's they're, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had a Hot Pocket? Yeah. You like them? <laughs> huh? You just make like a, a noise that right. <laughs> generally insinuates it's, po- it's positive. Yeah, acknowledges it. You don't really have any words to say about it. Right. It's just... Eh. And you also give the, the high-pitched, yeah. like, ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard any... People are like, oh, I love Cadbury eggs. Mm. To me, though, oh, if I'm ranking these two things, Hot Pockets are better <laughs> than Cadbury eggs. Because they're hot? Because they have a different dimension to them? Uh, Cadbury eggs are just sweet filled with sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot. Yeah. He's a, it's good to have one. Also, the substance in there. I don't really like the way <laughs> <Maybe>. it looks. <laughs> oh, they, I'll just leave it at they that. They both have oozy substances, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, uh, one's like a, more of like a cream-colored. <laughs> Isn't the other one kind of a cream-colored? I no. don't know which one has a cream color. No. Hot Pockets are filled with meat and cheese. Isn't Those cheese are not kind white. of a cream color? Well, if maybe if you're having the pizza one, but I'm thinking of the ham and cheddar. Mmm... Is cheddar not cream? No, I guess it's no, not. No, it's, Ch- it's orange, cheddar. yellow. <laughs> yeah. Not naturally, <laughs> obviously. They no no cheddar. That way. No cheddar, right? What, what? No cheddar is natural. Not just the Hot Pocket cheddar. Oh, really? I think so. I think it's all dyed. They like just, well, obviously it's dyed. 
but are you saying the, they add a flavor to it? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Cheddar as we know it is all fake. No. <laughs> like, they're just, oh, yeah, they just. They actually put craft in it. Right. Just mix it in <laughs> with some craft and, like, salt. How amazing would that be if, like, expensive restaurants are selling this really nice cheddar that's actually just the same? They probably are. Yeah, they probably are. All over the world. Um, I, I was. I thought you were about to tell me some crazy thing about cheddar. <laughs> Wait, speaking of craft, I may, I may just be putting myself out to, to sound so stupid right here. Okay, I like that. Did you know that Robert Kraft is not Kraft Foods? Um... I can't say I've ever thought about that. I've that, That's the first thing I thought of when I heard Rob Kraft. I was like, oh, Kraft. And I'm like, oh, makes sense. Kraft is everywhere. I was told at the Super Bowl, it's not. Looked it up, at least from basic research I did. It's not. Kraft is like an investing. Robert Kraft is like just an investor. Wow. Blew my mind. I was talking with someone yesterday, too, and they they just mentioned how, you know, Robert Kraft is Kraft food. And I was like, no. He's not. And they were blown away, too. So I wasn't sure if it was just me and, and, you know, one or two other people in this world that didn't know that. Yeah, I can't say I ever, like, tried to make the connection of his, where his riches came from. Yeah. I don't even know where the bowl and riches came from. Hmm. What is nuts about the bowl and riches is you only, only, in quotes, needed $71 million. And what's crazier about that is that Pat himself didn't even have that. Yep. He was just like, I want to buy this damn football team. Yep. That's what I want from cri- for Christmas from all of you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Give me some money. <laughs> Throw in a couple million. You'll get your piece of the team. I get to do all the fun parts. So what did we say if they were to sell now, which we, which we don't think that's the path we're going. We don't believe that's, that's the smartest path. Each kid would get about $400 million. More. Yeah, a little over that, right? That itself is crazy just to compare to what Pat put in it. And we were talking about this, Zach, and I really don't want to go down. I don't want to go down <laughs> this road today. But we're like, what angle is Beth taking in this? Because if we're being honest, she probably knows that she's not going to get the trust removed. She's not going to be able to own the team. And then we started doing that math. And we thought, she can have $400 million in her pocket. Plus, mm, yeah, I don't know how taxes work on stuff like that. She can have $400 million in her pocket. If the team stays in the family, it's not as if Beth Bowen Wallace is ever going to be, you know, looking for money. But she's not going to have half a billion dollars in her bank account. Exactly. At any point, probably. And she's not little bell where you know she she's in her 20s or christiana where she you know they have uh, a lot of life you know 60 years of life left where they'll get this half a billion potentially when they hit 50 if it goes to britney probably never right i would assume right um but it's like are you gonna be rich or are you going to be filthy rich Exactly. And are you going to be football player rich or are you going to be owner, owner rich. rich? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, going back, Pat Bowen wasn't even owner rich. Right. And eventually he became owner rich. Mm-hmm. But that's understandable. Um, it kind of goes against 
everything that we've talked about recently, which is keep it in the family forever. You know, I'm happy if 60 years from now, Beth Bowen is saying, give the, give the team to one of my kids. Right. And hopefully it's a lot more simple. She just says like, my son is going to take over the team. Or right. My daughter is going to take over the team. Right. Um, then we don't have to go through that again. But that's what I want to see happen. I understand why Beth Bolin wants to see a check for $400 million. I do too. And and we were talking about it and the, the Bolin kids are going to be fine. Even if they don't sell, sell, if it stays in the family, I don't know the exact amount, but they're going to be getting, you know, seven figures a year each. I would, I would imagine it would come down to that. But also remember the, the Broncos just under Pat, since Pat started with less than $70 million when he bought the team, haven't been, uh, haven't always had the most cash on hand. So it's not like uh, getting one seventh of the revenues is turning into twenty million dollars a year. I don't. I don't believe it's it's that. But they're they're going to be fine. But you could probably blow that, you know, each and every year, and not live even the most luxurious lifestyle. It's hard to blow for. I'm. You can do it's it. Po- it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, if you invest four hundred million dollars and just on the return. That's $40 million a year if you invest, that you're not even touching of the $400 million. I mean, you that's... Could put, you could put that in a savings account. Yeah. And be set. That's a, it's a different level. It's a way different level. So I do understand. Yeah, I wish I had the stat in front of me, which was like the difference between a million seconds and a billion seconds. Hmm. I'll look it up. Seconds? Yeah, just to show you how different oh, a million and a billion oh, dollars are. Oh, that's interesting. In terms uh, of minutes and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'll look it up as we go on here uh, because it's staggering. And obviously, $400 million isn't a billion. Right. But if you're pocketing a million dollars each year, just based off of your share of the yep. revenues, well, it's one, one four hundredth. This would take you 400 right. seasons to get there. Right, exactly. That's a really good point. And Ryan, since we're going down this path, we're only going to go down a little bit more because we have one question today relating to this kind of coming in from California Orange and Blue from yesterday's pod. Said, hey guys, hoping you could shed some light on the subject of who gets to take over for Mr. B. You both seem to be very staunch supporters of Brittany taking over as soon as possible. But why her over Beth Bolin Wallace? I'm not trying to start drama. I just want to know your opinion for one over the other. It appears that both have done a lot in regards to doing what the trust laid out in order to, to take over. Thanks for answering, and go Broncos. I've got the numbers. You want to hear it? Hit me. This is incredible. One million seconds. Okay. A lot. Is 11 and a half days. Okay. One billion seconds? Yeah. Zach? Take a guess. 11 and a half days... You're, actually, you're not going to get close. I don't want you to embarrass yourself. One billion seconds is 31 years. No way. I was going to go a year, and I thought that was going to be crazy. Yep. Wow. 31 and three-fourths years. Wow. That's insane. Insane. Wow. And that shows you why... Maybe some members of the family want their money now. Yeah. Whew. 
because you can you could turn 400 million into a billion in your lifetime probably right oh yeah crazy you, sh- you should be able to yeah Whew. you can't really turn 11 days into 31 years no <laughs> Isn't that wild? That is that is insane. That's one of the craziest. That's a really good reference. That's like one of the craziest stats. It blows my <laughs> yeah. mind every time. Wow. Even this time, I've heard it before, and I saw it again, and I was like, right. wow, that's how much it is? Like, yeah. Holy You want to know what a trillion seconds is? Oh, my gosh. I can't even wrap my mind around it. I'm going to guess I'm gonna guess 3,000 years. 31,710 oh years. <laughs> wow. There's never been a trillion seconds. In wow. all of time. That is crazy. Well, I don't know how far time go- really goes back. It's wild that trillions is now a number that's kind of talked about in economic figures, when you put it that way. Right. There certainly, there certainly has never been a, a, a human... There, there has not been humans for a trillion seconds. There's not even a trillionaire. That shouldn't be surprising. No. But... Aren't like there's like trillions of dollars that are spent on things. Yep. Yep. And trillions of dollars of debt, I think. Oh. <laughs> well, before we go into an economic <laughs> podcast. So why Brittany over Beth? And then we'll move on. I'll, g- I'll give you my answer. Okay. The Broncos have made that very clear. And so for me, instead of diving into the nitty gritty, when the trust has made it very clear that's what they view, then there's no reason for us to really go in and pick out the nitty gritty and why the trust has favored Brittany over Beth. Well, Beth used to work for the Broncos. And when she came out, what was it, about a year ago, I think it was last April, saying that she was interested in owning the team. The trust responded very quick, saying um, she wasn't fit to own the team, uh, and that was not the direction um, she was going. And then they pointed out that she used to work for the team but was let go. So that was a very, very, very public shot, I think is a fair way to put that, from the trust to Beth. And if... If the family, it doesn't become united, which we have heard that the family is united, but let's say it separates, there's no way for Beth to own the team. From my understanding, there's no way for Beth to get ownership of the team if the trust doesn't want it. What Beth or other members of the family could do is force find their way to force them to sell it, and that's kind of how they win, the people against the trust. That's how they win. I said something dumb. <laughs> what i said that there ha- that there hasn't been a trillion seconds of humans but that was wrong oh there's been a trillion seconds of humans there has been a trillion seconds of humans i got confused with there's too many numbers being thrown around how long have humans been around according to a quick search <laughs> two hundred thousand years humans <laughs> it's not a history podcast what are we we're in year wait Two thousand years two hundred thousand oh yeah wouldn't it make sense but yeah two hundred thousand Wow. That's what this says. Uh, apparently, uh, and who knows how they Some can... Some history buff is killing themselves right <laughs> now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> apparently, and who knows how they know these things. <laughs> but they found a 177,000-year-old jawbone 
in Israel. Wow. But like how? <laughs> and that, how can they date that? <laughs> That's what I that mean. That's incredible. Well, they count the rings like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they count the worms that are inside. Yeah, and apparently they've uh, they've also found 90,000-year-old bones. Who knows? Anyways, wow. there has been a trillion seconds. That's the important wow. important thing to remember here. If we're going to trust these experts. I can really only do things 60, 60 minutes at a time like a football game. That's how I take life. Or, or 90 minutes on a pod. 90 minutes on a pod. Or two hours on a pod. Yep. <laughs> do you know The Bachelorette? Two-hour episodes. Ooh. That's impressive. It's a movie every time. I'm impressed they don't split it up just... To stretch more it episodes, out. yeah. More one-hour episodes, yeah. I I am too. Do they do? I think at one point, don't they even do back-to-back two-hour episodes, like Monday and Tuesday, near the end? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, they do like two hour. I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not that deep into it. Is it Bachelor in Paradise time? Isn't I believe that, that's starting right up. Summer starting yep. up around here. Yep. I, I've never watched that either, but I'll I'll be watching this season. I'll tell you what. I haven't watched, and not trying to be cool here. I did watch The Bachelor. I haven't watched in a few years. Bachelor in Paradise, full. I mean, you thought The Bachelor and Bachelorette had drama. Oh, man. This is juicy. Good. I'm excited. <laughs> Just okay. like our water taste test. Speaking of juicy drama, I'm not going to avoid your bullying question. But, Zach, you touched on it. And, and it's just I don't want to say bad things about Beth Bowling because, you know what, I don't know them. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know her well enough. Uh, but I'll just say, in terms of the people I've talked to in the organization, and I'm only hearing one side of things, just don't just don't believe she's fit to be the owner. And I trust those people when it comes to telling me stuff about football. I'll trust those same sources when it comes to to this. So I don't know if, if Beth Bowen would be a good or bad owner. Um I'm very convinced with all of my conviction that Brittany Bowen will be a great owner. And the trust 100% agrees. And the trust is just, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Until she has Weinster for at least two years. <laughs> they're not going to be convinced. Weinster with Joe. They're not going to be convinced that, uh, that she's mature enough. Right. But as soon as... <laughs> That two-year box comes with a little <laughs> nice little card that celebrates the two-year anniversary. Boom, owner. Yep, 31 years old, just like Dan, Dan Snyder. He was 32. So 32. She, gets, she can become, and don't you just love, and we talked mm. about it a little bit yesterday, but don't you just love the barriers that breaks down? Yep. Youngest owner yep. in NFL history is a woman. Yep. And she's a badass. Yep. She goes in and does an awesome job. Like. Yep. Colorado is often on the forefront of, of things like this, of mm-hmm. change and stuff like that. And I would love, just love, for that to be, uh, you know, something that the Broncos have. It would be perfect, especially for people who are concerned about uh, the inexperience. Well, if she's Joe Ellis's, you know, sidekick the next two years, and then she keeps him around or she surrounds herself with good people, then what is there to worry about? Nothing. All right, let's get away from the ownership debate. There'll be plenty of time to talk about that because we, I don't think we're we're done with that this summer. Yes, I agree with you, Ryan. We we haven't even got to what we were going to start the pod with. 
We haven't. And <laughs> I don't even know how many minutes in here. Let's, let's have a check. We are 25 minutes in, Zach. So let's get to the question of the week presented by Sports Column. Um, shout out to Sports Column. The wings are so good. Mm. If you can handle the heat, go get the hot wings with a side of the suicide sauce. And, and hey, if you want to just go suicide the whole way you can, I like, I like to have the suicide sauce as almost a dipping sauce. A little bit of ranch, a little bit of suicide sauce, have a bite. Is that what you did last week? Yep. We were, last week's lunch was crazy at Sports Column. I didn't even get to ask. I didn't even get to see the orange sauce. Oh, really? The pink sauce. It's orange. orange. sauce. It's the color of a habanero. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice, nice color. God, it's good. Some of the best wings I've had in Denver. It's scary. So go check those out. All right. The question was, if you could add any non-quarterback in the NFL to this year's Broncos team, who would it be? And there are a lot of responses. There are. So let's get to them. Jake Bain comes in and says, TJ Watt, you got him coming off the right and Vaughn coming off the left. God, that's scary to think about. And I like this addition. Maddie Nice chimed in uh, in response to that with a picture of, or a gif of Bradley Chubb going, what? What was the question? You have He said TJ Watt. You got oh. Vaughn him coming off the right and Vaughn coming off the left. That's scary to think about. Yeah, I'm with uh <laughs> Maddie Nice. What do you mean? You already have that. Yeah. Maybe better. Who would you rather have? Bradley Chubb or TJ Watt? Bradley Chubb. I would too. Now if you make it JJ, I might have to think a little harder, but JJ's older, so could you add JJ Watt? Yeah, you could. He plays a different position. Yeah. Play, swap JJ. Derek Wolf for, Derek Wolf for JJ. Come on now. That's uh, that, Now you're talking. That's dangerous. And we'll get to a few of those other danger questions coming up soon. Ryan Clayman says, run CMC. Of course, Christian McCaffrey. Adding him with Philip Lindsay would be awesome. It would be really cool. The Colorado backfield. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. That'd be dope. <sighs> but that is not... There are many other players who would make the Broncos closer to winning a Super Bowl this year than Christian McCaffrey. You're taking a position that's an 85, let's just say, and you're making it a 100. Wouldn't you want to upgrade a 50 and make it a 100? Yeah. At a a position that has even more value somewhere else? It's so hard not to think quarterbacks here because that's where your head goes. so hard. When you think Super Bowl, you're like, you have to get a quarterback. You have to get a quarterback. Can't go quarterback here. So, again, I I guess I just don't value the running back quite as much and you look at phil to see why you don't have to he's a perfect example why you don't have to value it yeah you, an eighth overall pick <laughs> yeah. and undrafted yep now christian is better right but not it's not seven rounds and you know right. minus eight picks better yep okay um next one here comes in from augie mcfly and we're totally out of order here <laughs> you and i so we're just gonna have to were keep you going guessing. bottom up no i'm going top down oh man that's what i thought i was doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll just we'll keep each other in check augie mcfly says luke keekley a middle linebacker that would complete our defense mm, that is one of the ones i thought about but you know what got is me he the to best just... middle linebacker in the nfl that's also a good question his the past decade Absolutely. No question about it. But right now, moving forward... Wouldn't you just take Roquan? That's the guy I thought about. Yeah. 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 But I guess it is this year's team. 
Man, it would be so hard not to not to take Luke Keekley. Yeah, I mean Leonard. But it in is Indy, Vic Fangio's defense. He was a beast last he year. He was a, a beast. Was Ro- Roquan was a rookie, right? Yep. And didn't Leonard make All Pro? Yep, but without making the Pro Bowl. Dumb. <laughs> um, one of those guys, yeah. But you know Keekley, why? You doesn't Keekley have concussion issues? Yeah. What do you have? Something I'm a little fourth scared or fifth of. last year or something. Not just for the Bron- like this right, exercise for him. Just in life. Yeah. So maybe you do go Roquan, but he already knows the Fangio defense. That was my second. It is he's that's my option two. I still have an option one, which a lot of people chime yeah, in. On everyone here. has a lot of people chime in on here, and here we go from Nicholas Guy. He says easy. Aaron Donald, our defense would be crazy. Mr. Relatable Content also says Aaron Donald. And I think we're going to get more Aaron Donalds as well. This one's interesting. From Tyler Rice. Matt Paradis. LOL. So I don't know. I don't know where we're. I guess maybe that's in relation to our conversations on the pod about the snapping problems. Wow. But wouldn't you go with a better center a better center probably <laughs> what well, yeah oh interesting i'd though. go uh i'd maybe go uh ryan jensen another mm-hmm. colorado kid yep then you're only two away from the full colorado offensive line wow that'd be something well i guess sam jones has to get in there but right that'd be something else how about this one coming in from ham and cheese and you're gonna have a hot some ham and cheese here soon <laughs> he says non-qb hmm I'd have to pick Lamar Jackson. Whoa. He's a dynamic running back who would compliment Lindsey nicely. That's pretty funny. LOL. All right. I'll get serious. I'll take whoever is the best left tackle in the NFL instead of chewed up gumball. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the best left tackle in the NFL? That's a good comment. Um, I don't know. Who would it be? Joe Thomas? <laughs> Yeah, right. No, Joe Thomas is the one who inspired me to go on the keto diet because I saw him, and he is not fit to play left tackle right now. Was, was Did he go on that? All I know, I see him on social media, and he is grilling up the best meats Did I not of all time. ever tell that story? No. Yeah, that's how I've even heard of the keto diet. Wow. Uh, I was talking to Joe Thomas at the Super Bowl. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah, no, we have not heard this. Talking to Joe Thomas at the Super Bowl, and I just said – Dude, what did you do? Like, I know that you guys have to hold on. A lot of guys have to hold weight on. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Zach, he went from, like, the the, the change his body went would be if I turned into you. <laughs> he looked like he could be an Abercrombie model. What's it been? One or two years? One year. One year. And I was like, what did you do? He said, keto. Wow. And he lives in Wisconsin. He's like, I'll just eat meat and cheese, baby. Wow. Wow. And I was like, huh. And, of course, the Super Bowl when I, it was when I was probably the least fit I've ever been in my life. Because I was at <laughs> Coming the, off a week from in New and Orleans. And this was the last day in, in this, uh, at the Super Bowl, I believe. The last day I was there. So it was, first I was a week in D.C. Then we went to Alabama. And then... I went to Atlanta. And those last two are not exactly the health foods capitals of the world. Certainly not. I hadn't had a home-cooked meal in three weeks. Man. And I was 
in a bad place. Well, you're looking like 2019 Joe Thomas now. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he said, I did keto. And it, I just like, I was like, I'm going to store that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Look that up when I get home. Yeah. Got home. I was like, I think I could pull this off. Yeah. And now we're, uh, what? I guess. Four months in? Four months in. Yeah. And I'm going to cheat for the first real time when I get to Mexico. Ah, uh, you have to. <laughs> you have to. Take uh, it slow, though. You don't want to get sick. Okay. Well, so I, that actually leads me to I actually did cheat because I wanted to test it. I've literally the four months yep. cheated once. What was it? A pretzel? Uh, uh, some ice cream? I'll tell you what it was. And God, it sounds good right now. Hot pocket? Fried chicken. Mm. from the post mm. and i don't often give shout outs to, to places that don't pay for it but that place is by far the best in colorado when it comes to fried chicken yeah it's hard to be good fried chicken and so i had that with a side of mac and cheese oh and then i had a couple bites um of cake for dessert Ooh, zach I did not feel a thing. <laughs> I yes. honestly thought I was going to have like... There we go. I wasn't full. Like, I, I shouldn't say I wasn't full. I was extremely full. Yeah. But I thought I was going to have like some sort of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm good. I'm good to roll in Mexico. Nice. So does this mean no White Claws in Mexico? Is it beer? They call them Claws Blanco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like I'm gonna have like fright right. of like have like you see carbs in you. Like if there's like a beer and a white claw sitting right next to each other, I'll probably just grab the claw. Easy. But I'm I just I'm gonna have a margarita. Yep. You know, I'm probably gonna have some tacos. Like, yeah, it's just yep. it's all right. When I come back, I'll go right back. That's what vacations are for. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna come back looking like <laughs> like field ready Joe Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get there? All right. So we're still talking about players to add to the Broncos. Oh, best left tackle in the game. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one to go to. Whoever you deem that to be. Would it would it be uh, uh, the Washington Redskins? Trent Williams? Possibly. Could be him. And that's not the craziest idea. That's not so far-fetched. I know he's playing right side now, but could you go get Ramjack? Oh, man. What a mistake. Uh, and Chad Beard says Trent Williams from Bearded oh, Bronco. There we go. Augie McFly. Oh, you already got that one. Um, Behavior Buff says Jason Kelsey. Although it would be sweet to add Christian McCaffrey or George Ashton's neck. <laughs> Someone said Russell Okung. Don't do that. No, please. No. Russell Okung. Was the original holder. Yes. He started exactly. the trend of plays getting ruined by holds. You know what you will take is you will take a guy that negotiates his contracts like Russell Okung, though. Oof. Bad move. Jay Park says, tempted by Luke Keekley, but it's got to be Aaron Donald. With Chubb, Harris slash Wolf, Donald, and Miller coming at them, they would need to keep eight guys just to block every play. Just thinking about it makes me want to buy a 12 pack of Orange Crush. <laughs> Uh, here's okay, uh, and we'll, Chris Achats Achets Achets. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Julio Jones, Timothy Pierce, uh, Eric Berry, 
Um, Jeff Manet, uh, but, maybe OBJ or Quentin Nelson. Okay, so here's what I want to – I think we got all of them. Here's what I want to ask you. What is the posi- What is the Broncos' worst position? And, and give me the actual position. Don't just say offensive line or something. Taking in value of the position? No. Center or left tackle? Okay. Um, and those are just specific positions. So we'll do this just like an NFL team would if they're and, and not quarterback, right? Right. We're not including quarterback. Right, exactly. We'll do this just like an NFL team would. An NFL team would say, okay, if these are our two weaknesses, let's go with the higher value. So we'll go left tackle. Okay. So if you're trying to take the biggest gap from, you know, you, you said earlier, from 85 to 100, or this would probably be a 65 right. to yep. something really high, yep. you go left tackle. Right. If you're not doing that, mm-hmm. the only option is Aaron Donald. Right. If you go, if you're truly going BPA. Exactly. Right. Could you imagine? No. I, I mean, can't. could you? And that's why. That's probably a Super Bowl. <sighs> Bef- I, I yeah. don't think adding Trent Williams or whoever you want to call the best left tackle in the league, and I know some of our offensive line buffs are going to come crush me. How did you not say so and so? And it'll right. be like some guy I've never even heard of. <laughs> um, they're like he had a ninety-eight PFF rating. <laughs> um, that doesn't scream Super Bowl to me. You had Aaron Donald. I f- I can feel the Super Bowl. And that's why a year ago, before we realized first-round picks are only for quarterbacks, and you have to keep first-round picks to trade for quarterbacks or whatever. That's why I thought the idea of Trading up in the first round to get Quinn and Williams sounded so freaking tempting. Oof. Because if he really is the next Aaron Donald, or the next closest thing to Aaron Donald, that would be worth, you know, this year's 10 and next year's first to go get. How freaking dangerous. And, and I'll just throw in Aaron Donald again. 20 sacks last year. And he's getting double teamed more than any other defensive lineman. You, you you either can't do that or you're not double teaming Vaughn. One of those guys, one of those three guys is guaranteed 20 sacks a year. If you're the Broncos, could you just, if I, uh, would it be worth, would you trade five first round picks <laughs> for Aaron Donald? He's still young. I mean, he's still got a lot of time left. The only thing is the problem is the contract. You probably wouldn't be able to handle it. Right. You've already got your quarterback of the future, whether it's Joe or Drew. You think. You believe. Right. You have Joe for three years. You got Drew for four, five, four. The Rams wouldn't do it for one first-round pick. They wouldn't do it for two first-round picks. Would they do it for three? No, I don't think so. Four? I think that's when it gets Now they're talking. Yeah. Now they're talking. Yep. Now they're interested. Oh, my goodness. Could you spread them out? Or do they have to be all? <laughs> like, could you say, we'll give you one every other year draft. for the next eight years? I think they're – why does that not happen? Why aren't there – maybe there is a rule. There's got to be a rule why you can't trade them five, six years down the line. I've never thought of that. There has to be, right? Like we'll trade you our twenty forty through 50 first round picks. John's like, like I'm we already know about the imminent the... heat death of the universe. So John's like, I know I'm not going to be the GM then. So screw, yeah, it. screw that guy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't oh, know if you can do that. That would be dangerous. 
Have you ever even ever heard of someone trading like a 2019 first and a 2021 first? No. No. Well, yeah. Did the Redskins do that when they traded for up for RG3? RG3? I don't know. Maybe they traded three years in advance. I think you can do that. Okay. Good to know. Um, would you do it for firsts? No. That is the most win now move ever. And you better win a Super Bowl. Oh, you you better win two. If you win two. You have to win one. It was unequivocally a good move. No one can ever question it. Right. If you win one, it was probably worth it. What if Drew Locke. If you win zero, it was a terrible trade. And what if Drew Locke comes through and is the quarterback you hoped he could be? Then you'll never miss those four first round picks. Oh, no. You won't even need them. Holy cow. But if he's not, then you're in big trouble. <laughs> you're in huge trouble. <laughs> then you're trading your next 20 second round picks to move back up into the first to draft a quarterback. Here's why I thought about it is because what the heck, what will Patrick Mahomes do? That is your, what would you call it? Like uh, an antibody? Yep. <laughs> that is how you counteract it. There's nothing yep. you can do. Nope. Because he would be flushed outside immediately and run right into Vaughn or Chubb. Or flushed inside and in forced inside and runs right into Donald. Oh, my gosh. That's the method. That's how you kill every quarter. Should the Broncos have considered moving up to get Quinn and Williams? It's too risky because you, you can't Because you don't know if right. he's Aaron Donald. He if could, you knew he was he Aaron Donald. He could be Donald. Sylvester Williams. Mm, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. But if you can tell me who, if Aaron Donald's a 98 right now, yep. and you can tell me that he's a 90, yep. you do it. But there's a chance he could be a 60. Right. There's no chance of that. No chance of that. He, he's a one-year <laughs> wonder. He's a one-year wonder. Man, Aaron Donald. Yep, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do you feel about 45-minute first segments? Oh, man. <laughs> After our water taste test, I'm feeling good. I definitely have the hydration needed to go on with this podcast. But first, I also have plenty of coffee in me, too. And that's why I'm going to tell you about Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. And their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check those out. You'll find that this CBD-infused coffee is taking away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, whatever's ailing you. This will help. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and this coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. As always, here in the second segment, we're going to hop into the questions. Sorbo, he says, you guys missed my comment yesterday. No worries. So just reposting it here. Thanks. And thank you, Kale, for reposting it. As always, if we ever miss a comment, it's not intentional. Please just repost it on the next pod. So thank you. He says, this will probably be a longer comment, so my apologies right now. I had a chance to go to the Pat Bolin uh, public tribute. The lines were long, but it was worth it. The class the event was carried out with was breathtaking. I am astonished the Broncos were able to put together a Pat Bowen Museum in four days. It was one of the coolest events I had been to. I got to meet former players and talk to them about their experiences with Pat. It was also really touching to meet and talk with the Bolin family. My grandfather passed away from all-set frontal temporal dementia when I was 11. FTD is a specific form of dementia that is really aggressive, but impossible to detect after death. 
So his initial diagnosis was Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's and all forms of dementia are incredibly painful diseases to both those that have the disease and their families. It's an incredibly confusing and personal grief period. It was an amazing opportunity to talk and share my own grief with the family. I was blown away that they opened themselves up to the community in such a personal time of grief. It meant the world to me as someone who has been affected by the disease. It was an amazing event down to the details. It was very cool to see all the memorabilia and the Lombardis in person. Sorry if that bummed you guys out. I saw you guys from across the room, but hoped you, but you were gone before I got the chance to say hi. Hope you guys enjoyed the event as much as I did. Really quick, before you get to your Broncos question, that's that's a, an awesome um, you, reflecting on that event, Kale, and and just really, it was a very touching event, um, and especially with your personal connection. And it's a perfect example of why I thought it was really special of the Bolin family to meet and greet every person who came through to pay their respects because of just little things like that, you know, where, where, you know, he can go in there and and share something with them and they feel, they felt that same pain and in there, there's a a special, there's another, like he has a new connection with the Broncos and the Bolins now. And I think that's special. Exactly. And man, what bummer timing. We actually stayed longer than I think every other media outlet. So sorry, we just missed you. Now he says, for my question, for my Broncos question, you both grew up in Colorado, so I'm assuming you grew up Broncos fans. Being that covering the team is now your job and has changed your ability, or has that changed your ability to be a fan? Do you see the team exclusively as work, even if it's a great job? Or are you able to still find moments to just be a fan? I know traditionally, as a reporter, you're not supposed to be a fan. Is that something you try to uphold, or do you feel things are different in today's media market? Thanks for the coverage as always. And I think it's a very good question. It's a really good question, and it's one that isn't black and white. Um, right. First of all, I'll say this. When you start covering the team, you don't. it, it just happens naturally where you aren't as much of a fan anymore. Um, you are in the press box to the games. You can't cheer. So, so first and foremost, you start learning that way. And – then when something happens, your mind isn't on, oh, I'm mad that happened. Right. It's how does this affect the game? How does this affect the story? Is there something there? Did that, you know, um, did that interception mean something different? Uh, was that the turning point of the game? Your your brain is is processing things in a very different manner, just automatically without you having to try. Um, other things and I've told this to people honestly, and I'll share it on this podcast for lack of a better term or phrase. Once you see how the sausage is made, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't taste as good anymore. Right. And that's not a right. negative thing. It's just you're behind the scenes. Um, you know, like you're no longer a fan of Von Miller. You're a colleague of Von Miller. And, and it's not, it's not that there's something that, makes him less cool in your mind or anything like that but he's just he's humanized right he's just a a regular guy now who has to be really good at football Mm -hmm. rather than this you know star in the sky that you know you only see from afar yep so a lot of things like that affect it do i want the broncos to win of course i do i would be lying to say i don't want that to happen not only because uh, you know i was born and raised in colorado and i know what it does for the city um but also because it makes our job a lot more fun and easier. So that's the honest truth. I, I, you know, I wake up on Sunday. I say, I hope the Broncos, you know, I hope the Broncos win today for sure. Every time, but you just naturally 
become less of a fan and more of a, an analyst and, a, and a, you know, someone who is trying to find stories. And some may view this as a curse or a blessing. The losses and the downs, they don't hurt as much because... They don't really hurt at all. No, no, they, they, don't, they don't hurt at all. And b- because right after the game's over, you're going and you're talking to the coach. Your, your mind's on, okay, what, what's next? How do, how do I get the story from this game? And we've especially been desensitized to it because we've seen so many of them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's just why the Peyton Manning era was so bizarre and set this fan base up for the biggest failure ever these past few weeks or the, these past few years because Peyton, with Peyton, it was a disappointment if the Broncos weren't covering the spread, if they weren't looking good all four quarters. It didn't. I mean, come on. The win was a given. The, they were getting the win each and every week. It was how they looked. And those were the expectations that carried over these past few years. Now, obviously, they've changed. Wins are great. But that 9-7 and seven year, those expectations were crazy. Yeah, and my last point just on the, the uh, journalism aspect of this is I think the the lines are getting blurred more and more and more. And, and some people might view that as a negative thing. I don't mind it. Um, and I say this in the sense of more and more, more and more fans are looking for passion from the people they're hearing about the team from. And that doesn't mean being a homer. Because I don't... I don't think we're ever sitting here trying to frame everything that's happening with the Broncos as a positive, you know, when they need to get bashed, we bash them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what fans get and the person I turned, I look to a lot in this is Vic Lombardi. Since I was a kid, Vic Lombardi has been my favorite Denver sports personality. Right. And Vic is not afraid to share that he is a Colorado native who just like us, you know, wants the teams to win. Um, and, and I think the reason is because you can connect with that and it goes from being this person where there's a wall between you, right? I'm the journalist and you're the fan and I'm on my high horse and I don't care about the games and I don't, I don't care if the team wins or loses, you know, it doesn't matter to me. All I want to know is, you know, if you're, if you try to keep that wall there, it becomes a lot harder to connect. And in 2019, especially people want to connect with stuff. And so when the folks covering the team have a passion for it and actually care, instead of being up in an ivory tower, casting opinions down on the people, it's more of a, you and I become the two guys in the room who happen to know a lot and be in the building talking about the Broncos with our buddies. And I think that is what people want, whether, you know, if you, you know, you know, my journalism professors at CU might say like, no, that's not how it should be. The truth of it is that's what people want today. And so I do think the lines are being blurred a little bit. There's always going to be a, you know, a line where you just can't be a homer all the time. That's not going to fly. Now, I think there's also a place for blog-style coverage of the team where it is coming from fans all the time, true fans. You know, maybe they do, maybe they don't have a journalism degree. But it's coming from – it's supposed to come from a fan's eyes. 
we are trying to give you the view from an analyst's eyes, but also share a common ground with you there in the fact that we are Colorado natives. We, we do you know, have uh, that institutional knowledge about the team from living here our whole lives. We also you know, have a, a little bit of a, a passion for, for this. Exactly, and I think it's very important and important to this podcast that there's passion here, and that's why I love BSN because we have the articles where we can go whichever way we want, and then we also have the podcast where there, there's so much – uh, passion, whether, you know, and, and it's not Homer passion, but I think that's what you guys like about it is we enjoy what we do exactly. and uh, we enjoy the team we cover. It doesn't mean we're, we are, you know, wearing orange and blue, black, orange and blue glasses because I don't, I don't think we do that, but the passion is there. Can't be a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I just saw the Cowboys team bus drive by on the road here no way <laughs> the jerry mobile i mean i know he's going to be in town for pat boland's funeral but isn't that not until monday mm, maybe he likes which direction was it heading south or north it north? would be north wow maybe stop by the team facility yeah pretty and, close and to here. jerry's just out here for uh for the weekend could be wow does he not fly does he go everywhere in that bus I would make someone else drive the bus to my locations and I would fly to it. Interesting. Anyways, people that don't do that though. Thanks for the great question. I think uh, it was, it was, yeah. I liked being able to share those thoughts. Absolutely. Next one coming in from Steve Atwater hall of fame. He says, loved having Brandon along my afternoon commute. So thanks for setting that up. RK way too early roster question. I think the safety position provides the most intriguing roster battle during the preseason. I don't expect long answers to the following questions, simply pointing out interesting headlines. Will Sua Cravens finally live up to the hype? No. Was Justin Simmons' down year due to a lack of defensive back talent last year, or was the previous season a fluke? Uh, neither, I would say. I would just say it was it was a sophomore slump. Mm. Well, I guess it was a third-year slump. Yeah. just It just didn't work out. I think you'll see him bounce back in a big way this year. Last year at the end of the year, he said something very, very eye-opening. He said, I was I was moved around too much. The versatility was tested too much. I need to be more of just one position. And while he will be versatile this year, he's not going to be a versatile guy. That's going to be Kareem Jackson. So I think Justin being a full-time safety, for the most part, will help him a lot. All right. Will the coaches finally recognize Will Parks as a member of the Broncos? Yes, yes, yes. Stay tuned. Uh, coming soon uh, for a detailed article, just exactly what happened with Will Parks this offseason. But yes, the Broncos have recognized him. Yes. Can Trey Marshall live up to his five-star rating and find success at the NFL level? Was he a five-star recruit coming yes, out of high school? Yes, he was. Mm, FSU. Okay. Do you think he can find success at the NFL level? Um, It's a long shot. He can. He'll be with the organization this year, whether it's practice squad or something. I'm very distracted, Zach. What's happening? Listen to this. It has nothing to do with football or the Broncos. Breaking. The Tampa Bay Rays have received Major League Baseball's permission to explore becoming a two-city team. What? Tampa Bay and Montreal. <laughs> the plan, play early season home games in the Tampa Bay, area, Tampa Bay area and finish the season in Montreal. Come on. What? 
This is revolutionary. Someone signed off on that? Wow. Could you imagine if this is what starts happening? It's not it's it's actually not the London Jaguars. It's the Jacksonville London Jaguars. Give me a break. No. No. Why? This is not the damn Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> this isn't a traveling circus. This is professional sports. The team stays in one place. That's how it works. That is it's interesting though. It's not because it's you dumb. just you just bring even more cities, more fan bases, more TV markets in. No, 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 no. I hate it. What is that? What would the team be called? The Tampa Montreal Bay Rays. Again, I I don't care because it's dumb. If you're gonna do that, shouldn't it be like uh, the Tampa Bay Miami Rays, like cities that are close enough or like the Denver Colorado Springs but but then I guess you just call it that you just pick the Colorado Broncos right that sounds weird how weird does playing in Florida and Canada sound isn't I know nothing about Canada so my apologies to anyone who lives there isn't Montreal in West Canada there's no way I don't know anything about it either but there's no way it okay. can't be Okay. I, I, like I said, I don't know. Oh my God. They, they have the longest road trip going to their own home. I mean, I've recently discovered that Toronto is in East Canada. So I, I, I don't know anything <laughs> about Canada. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Well, that is not okay with me in any sense of the word. You want the Denver, Mexico City Broncos? It is. So it is right above New York. That is not West, turns out. It is not West. <laughs> yeah, what would be... Okay, let, let's just go down this Wait, path. Really is Montreal quick. a city in a... Yeah, it's a city in a province. What province? Oh, boy. You're really testing the limit here. Quebec. Okay. I believe it's pronounced... Quebec. Quebec? Quebec. No. Quebec. 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 There we go. <laughs> what city... Let's say this does happen to every team. What would be the best city for it to happen with Denver? Las Vegas. Mm. <laughs> uh, Phoenix. Mm, nope. Both, have, both San, have sports teams. San Diego. Ah, there you go. All right. Now that we're talking. That would be it. <laughs> Does that mean like BSN pays for us to go live in San Diego for half the year? They would have to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Actually, I'm coming around to this idea. So the Montreal people probably love the, the idea and Tampa Bay people probably hate the idea. If I'm in Montreal, I hate that too. I don't want I don't want half your team. I don't want half your crappy team. That is so weird. This could truly be revolutionary though. I hope it's shot down in the worst way. Like why haven't everyone thought the Jags were going to move to London? Why haven't they? Maybe this if this move happens and it's easy, then the Jags just, you know, next year or the year after this officially goes through, maybe next year, the year after then the Jags are now the London Jacksonville Jaguars. Just pick a place and stay there. This is like this is like the extremist version of someone being a fan of two teams in the same sport. <laughs> like you're not, you can I don't you're not a Broncos fan and a Eagles fan. How do uh, you have do you buy season tickets? Does that does does that include free airfare? Or is the Tampa Bay tickets? have to be prorated to a lower cost right because you're not even getting the important games yeah you can't do this this is it's too weird why would you go why would you support the team if you're in tampa 
What about the playoffs? Because where are the playoffs oh, play? That's where the team really is. Is where the playoffs are played. Would they switch off? No, you can't do that. Oh wow! So they'd have to stay in Montreal. Yep. Why Montreal? Because that's where they played the second half of the season. Are you going to uproot them for the playoffs? So what are they saying? Montreal just has too bad of weather to play? Didn't they, the Expos played in a dome? So, so then, yeah, I don't get it. Do they change uniforms mid-season? Now they say Montreal on the on the front? What's the name? Yeah, what's the name? I think half the season they're the Tampa Bay Rays. No The other way. half the season they no changed their name way. completely to the Montreal Rays. No. And there's no Rays in Montreal. <laughs> they have to change be, their name entirely. What would be the common denominator between Tampa Bay and Montreal? Just East Coast? What are they? No, they're called the North America. <laughs> the North America birds? I don't know. Sure. There's birds everywhere. Just the most generic name. The North America birds. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm kind of on board with the and North America, to, and they have to fly all the time. Right, right. They go. They they're actually the opposite of birds though, because they go north. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. They. No. no they, yeah. That'd they be fly right. south for the winter. <laughs> there we go. What a dumb idea! Yeah, I can't believe we just bad. talked about that for five minutes. That's bad. Terrible idea. Uh, ready, uh, ready for more safety questions. Really hope it doesn't happen. Why did I forget Jamal Carter was drafted? Can you help him out with that? Jamal Carter wasn't drafted. That's why you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) What was the headline? Uh, Baby Monster. The Broncos have a a beast or something in his name. (laughs) A secret beast and his name is Baby Monster. (laughs) Someone else remembered that very well at at one of the combines we were at. Yeah, I got got a lot of praise for that. Yeah, you did. Most importantly, given Kareem Jackson's versatility, how many safeties do you think Denver will carry this year? Kareem, Justin, Will, DeMonte. Stop for the 53? That's all you need. Yep. And then practice squad, Trey Marshall, Jamal Carter? Yep. Yeah. I think that's how it looks. Sue Cravens, notably not on that list. And then he asked, which, yeah, exactly. Easy. Which of these find themselves on the 53? We just went through that. Oh, Shamarco Thomas. Special teams ace. I think, they're, I think they've got their special teams aces already. Okay. Simmons, Parks, Demonte Thomas, Kareem Jackson. Shamarco Thomas, the uh, last month of the offseason, wasn't practicing. Mm. Had a little injury. So that... It doesn't help him. Shamark NATO. Um, <laughs> maybe they keep five and they call um, Kareem a corner in the, in those. Mm. You're going to keep 10 DBs, right? Nine to 10. Nine to 10. So maybe you only keep nine because Kareem is both. Right. Right. Or you keep 10 because you call Kareem a corner. And you keep six corners and four safeties or five and five? Five, five and five. Right. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see how it breaks down. And that's one good thing about training camp is we really get to see depth. 
where during the offseason it was a little more difficult to evaluate those third, fourth string guys. All right, from Mile High Mike, who I'm actually disappointed in. <laughs> hey, guys. Foco G here with a new name that's less confusing. You, hey, this thank is your you. fault. Thank you, Foco G. Hey, I got is, it, though. It's your fault, Zach. I got it. I'm posting my comment from last episode as it didn't make the cut for the Brandon Pernapod. I want to get my two cents in on the Adam Rank deal. First off, I want to point out that lots of analysts on big networks get away with bold predictions early in the season and almost never take responsibility for them when they're wrong four months later. Primarily because nobody remembers. Oh, this will be remembered. I guarantee that. <laughs> but it's a good point. Good Morning Football is one of my favorite shows on live TV. Still not better than the BSN Broncos podcast. Hey. And they make bold predictions all the time and are never put on the spot when they're wrong. Let's not forget, on, on the same show as the 2-14 and 14 Broncos prediction, earlier, Mark Sanchez predicted the Jets to go 13-3. Mark Sanchez is on TV now? <laughs> I had no idea. He's got a face for it. He can dope now. Like... Absolutely not. These guys aren't really making honest predictions. They're making good TV, getting people hyped up and angry so every Broncos fan is watching their show and the Broncos win their third game to see if they'll eat crow. Sorry to disappoint you. He won't. I definitely am not thinking like, oh, now they won their third game. I got to go tune in to NFL Network. <laughs> right, right. And in fact, if someone in there is saying that's good TV, they're, they're severely off base it because it makes me not want to watch – their shows it does get people to tune in temporarily though and go and watch the clip yeah on my twitter <laughs> yep exactly that didn't do anything for them mm -mm. it just made people think they were they were uh, uninformed unless you take the idea that any exposure is good exposure i didn't even, that's why i didn't even put his name in my thing oh wow just said, oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that's my theory. I could be wrong, and he could just be dumb. But regardless, I think the Broncos go 500 or better, too. Having Brandon on the show was great. I was laughing 30 seconds into the show. Weekly is probably a little overzealous, but monthly Perna visits should be on the table. You guys have great chemistry. Love the pods. Keep them coming. Thank you, Mile High Mike, and thank you for the, the easy name change. I, uh, I told Perna the goal would be to get him on at, at least one more time before training camp. I like that. I like that a lot. For Mr. Freeze, I went through the video of Adam Rank's other predictions. Based on all the other teams, he still had the Broncos going 2-14. and 14. Wow. Was there a more system? Yeah, maybe a little more calculated than, than we thought. Yeah. Or he just honestly thinks the Broncos are just that terrible, where it was easy for him to come up with that. Maybe. Or maybe it was like pre-programmed into the system, mm, and all he had to do was so tap it, and it automatically hit the one that he already chose. Oh, right. And when he chose... Raiders to beat the Broncos, it automatically... When he did Raiders, it gave him the wins already. In the system, it automatically put that on right. the Broncos schedule as a loss. Right. That'd be pretty cool if they have that little that thing That would be going. cool. Don't, let's not give him credit. No credit. No. For Mr. Freeze, I never answered your question about the previous comment of mine a few pods back. The Tebow jersey was on clearance because he didn't start until week 15, I think. Plus, it was in a small town, 20,000 people at a sporting goods store. Adam Rank's predictions just show how annoying it was growing up in Illinois with Bears fans all around. Him predicting the Bears to go 16-0 and every, is every Bears fan every year, which brings up another issue. Why are they having such biased analysts on the NFL Network? Yeah, between that and then Mark Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, having the Jets going 13-3. and My whole thing is don't. 
don't put the, don't task them with evaluating that team. Right. Like, here's an example: like former players calling games for ESPN. Right. I think Bill Walton is entertaining. I don't want to hear him call a UCLA game. No. It's really frustrating. You think he has any bias when he calls those games? Right. Like he loves <laughs> UCLA, rightfully so. Right. I, I, you know, he shouldn't be on a national broadcast. If he's the radio guy, you know, like Dave Logan wants the Broncos to win every week. Right. I want that. Right. Scott Hastings, home broadcast. Yep. He is a homer. Yep. I like it. Yep. A lot of people hate it. Yep. Other teams fans hate it. Of course they do. We're talking about a national broadcast. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. No. Don't put me on ESPN calling a Buffs game. <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for people who aren't Buffs fans. Right. Put you put you on uh the Buffs broadcast though. Right. Throw me on KOA. Yep. Throw me on Pac-12 Network. Actually, no. Don't even do that. Your color guy? Uh, probably. What what type of color guy? He's screaming. No. I feel like I'm. I I, I don't know. Just don't put me on a Buffs broadcast on a national <laughs> on national TV because half at least half of the listeners aren't gonna like it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It. I don't know. Here's the reason why they do it, and it's been pointed out. It's for ratings. It's are people chiming in to tell us that Adam Schefter picked the Broncos to go eight and eight, which he didn't. But people that doesn't get people enraged. I wonder how many teams they picked in that in that range. Probably none. It'd be interesting to see. Probably terrible or great. Right. Um, you guys also asked why I didn't want the Raiders on Hard Knocks. I hate the Raiders and don't want them getting any more attention than they already do. My fiance's stepdad and his family are all Raiders fans, and it's all I ever hear about. He has giant decals all over his truck. <sighs> Exclusively Raiders wardrobe, flags, and house decor. It's awful. My fiance and her sisters bought him some Raider stuff on Father's Day, and I had to store it in my house for about a week. So awful. <laughs> so the last thing I need to hear is more about the Raiders, especially if they happen to be decent this year. But what if it blows up? Oh, and what it, do you mean, what if? <laughs> and it blows up in front of everyone. Then you'll be the one with all the ammo. Right. It's going to be a, a tire fire on HBO every week. <laughs> and it's going to be hilarious. It it has to go that way. It's going to go that way. Do Something, you truly believe that Raiders are going to look like a competent organization when cameras are behind the scenes? Do you think Antonio Brown is going to be cool, calm, and collected? No. And you know what? What goes viral every week after Hard Knocks? Someone looking stupid. Yeah. Hard Knocks knows that. Yeah. And so now those are the things they put on air. Yep. Jared Goff talking about the sun rising in the West. Um, last year. You have uh, the mermaid. The mermaid guy. Yep. It's going to be embarrassing. Antoni- it's it's going to be the Antonio Brown show. Mr. Big Check. Chest. Chest. <laughs> <laughs> mix those words mr big checks uh, <laughs> it's gonna look like a fool yeah he's gonna go off he's gonna fly off the handle he's gonna freak out at Derek Carr. he's gonna yep. do stupid stuff and everyone's gonna be like wow they're dumb for bringing he's him gonna in. say stupid things and then he's going to do stupid things and then he's going to hurt the team john gruden is going to look like a caricature of himself he's gonna overcook it for the cameras yes he will He's going to – oh, man, Mike Mayock and him are just going to be cheesing for the camera. 
Next one comes in from a Brandon Perna tribute account on the other side of this read, which is for Weinster, soon to be provider of wine for Brittany Bolin. If you're like me and you're trying to find out how to become a mature, refined adult, and Brittany Bolin is probably already more mature and refined than I'll ever be in my entire <laughs> life. Or if you just really like wine, you have to check out our friends over at Winester. Winester is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes Winester special is that the majority of the wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations making most of the wines available in stores. With Winester, all you got to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then when you fall in love with a few of their favorite wines, as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping costs. And I, of course, love Winester, and I'm biased towards Winester because they're founded by three CU Boulder alums. Sign up today with code BSN25 and get $25 off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up. That's Winester. W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. Okay. From the Brandon Perna tribute account named Down the Gooch. <laughs> which, yeah. It's about making field goals. Okay. Hello, fellas. I've been listening to the pod for a couple of years. That's Good Sports and BSN are my go-to spots for Broncos coverage. So then you can imagine how excited I was to hear Brandon would be joining the pod for an episode. I figured now is the best time to stop being a lurker and participate in the discussion. Welcome in. I have a lot to cover on a first post, so I will attempt to summarize it without writing too much of a novel. Sorry for the length in advance. Since there are too many rules to numbered lists here, I decided I'll list each thing alphabetically by the name of my favorite Broncos player instead. There's not. There's two rules. Three is for Pat. Seven is for Elway. Easy. Easy rules. Three for Mr. B. And, come on, seven, John Elway. You should probably equate those two <laughs> things. All right. A is for Outwater. My least favorite jersey is the Cutler jersey I was gifted by a Raiders fan as a joke shortly after you left Denver for Chicago. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. That's that's a nice gift. That is a dig. <laughs> yeah. Man, that gives me – because I've always said I'm in favor of buying a player's jersey if they were good right after they leave because it's on sale. Right. Do that with other teams and then gift it to your friends. Wow. Yeah, in a dig. It hangs in the back of my closet, never touching the light of day. My favorite jersey is my official 2008 Pro Bowl champ jersey. I like it because it's unique and I hardly ever see anyone else with one. B is for Bolin. RIP Mr. B. This is all I can say and will say about this right now. C is for Chubb. I traveled to Nashville this year for the draft. While it was a good time, it was insane how many people were there. Zach mentioned hosting the draft at Red Rocks, and after being knee-deep in that crowd in Nashville, I just don't see how Red Rocks could accommodate that many people. It's an amazing venue for sure, but I think hosting the draft there would do more harm than good. I don't. It's just the logistics would just be different. You bring, you bring Draft City there, and with all of the parking lots like you mentioned – there's like tiered parking lots, and each right. one could probably hold 10,000 people. And Red Rocks. I went there a few weeks ago. You can't, you can't beat the view. Also, like, make it a ticketed system. There's right. 10,000 tickets. They're free, but you just have to get into a lottery and get a ticket to go. To, to go inside. Inside, and then where they're announcing the picks. You can go everywhere else, and just think of how amazing 
the NFL would make it look. Yeah, the only problem, like we talked about before, is everyone's stuck there. Right. Right. And that that's tough. I mean, you could do Civic Center Park. What's wrong with that? It's not as cool, but... Right. It's, it's just another city. But I, Nashville was in the middle of the street, so it's not like that was necessarily the the prettiest venue. Right, but it was cool that the bars were literally a foot away. Because even if you did Civic Center... You have to leave the event to go to a bar. Right. Right. 16th Street Mall? It's not It's not set up like Nashville where it's an open street, though. Right. It's all like... You'd be surrounded by everything. It's pretty thin. What about, like, Coors Field? In the stadium? Yeah. Has a draft ever been in a stadium? I don't know. So that would be unique. Yeah. What about Fiddler's Green? No. <laughs> 20 no. thou. But now we're talking about a place where you also can't leave. Yeah, it's It's true. a destination. I think what's, course, wrong with, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with the destination of Red Rocks? It's just that it's... You bring all the beer and all the food and all the entertainment there. Heck, each night have... Have a free concert there. Now you're talking. Have it just extend. Have it be a 24-hour thing. You can camp in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? If you just ran like 100 shuttles back and forth from downtown. You would have to. And they'd have to be free. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm back on board with Red Rocks. There's no reason to do it anywhere else. It's the best place in Colorado. No. And just, oh my gosh. A lot, also, of, a lot of people would move here It's after more that. about the party than it is about the viewing the players getting picked. Right. In the first round, you'd want to be able to get in. Like, that'd be cool. And that would be at night. And that would just be so freaking pretty. And I assume based on the national stage, you could get really, really good bands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For the whole, oh. You could do live music the whole time. And they just stop. And then, and then, and then you know, that yeah, they stop when Goodell walks on the stage. Oh, we're not, we're not just talking about a draft anymore. We're talking about an incredible event. I know Brittany was tasked with uh, presenting Denver, what, two years ago when they tried for the draft? Maybe if she's listening now, she can take this and, and run with it. Shout out to Brittany if she's listening. D is for Davis. I'm with RK on the sportsmanship issue. Hear me out. This is funny. What's more insulting to a team? Running up the score so they can't uh, so they cannot hope to stop and celebrate, or purposely not playing to your potential and going easy on the other team. <laughs> if I was on the losing end of a game where the winning team wasn't even putting in the effort, I'd be much more upset. It's the World Cup, not field day in grade school, where everyone gets a blue ribbon for being in the three-legged race. Is that still a thing, or am I just really old? <laughs> where you're in a sack? Is that the three-legged? Three-legged yeah. race? Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. That's Is it the wheelbarrow? You're thinking of the potato sack race, which is where you just like have to hop. Which is also like... Three-legged like, race is where you and a friend oh, tie your middle legs yeah. together and you have to like... Yeah. Zach, that's what you said, right? The the That Team USA should have stopped trying? Yep, exactly. They shouldn't <laughs> have scored goals. No, that's not what I said. I'm okay with goals. It's a <laughs> celebrating. C is for celebrating. So many people think they're on my side, but they're really <laughs> on yours. 
E is for Elway. How do you get the Raiders out of your backyard? Install an end zone. It's a joke. Help me. Help me understand. Because the Raiders don't make it into the end zone. How do you get them out of your backyard? Yeah. Oh, you stall an end zone. You put an end zone there. They'll, they'll, they'll never ah, get there. I love it. That's all for now. Thank you for continuing to put out amazing quality content every day. The subscription is money well spent. Next one's from Sunny Rain. On losing and yelling at the TV during sports, I'll probably never be quote-unquote mature enough to not vent emotions during sports. It's not happening. I'm fine if things end up nearly comical, like during 55-10 or 43-8. You just shake your head and chuckle. But I've always and have, I always and will always be the one yelling at the TV. I take my sports straight to the heart. It's what makes the special moments unlike anything else. I can't help it. Knowing this about myself, I never watch my teams anywhere but at home and at the stadium or arena. I never watch at a friend's or relative's home. I'd watch at a sports bar if there are more than one or two Broncos bars in the whole L.A. area. But, you know what's weird? There are eight Browns bars in the L.A. area. Seriously. Did those all open in the past year? Maybe. Since last April? Maybe. Th- then it would make sense. But, yeah, otherwise, that is that is bizarre. Although, Ohio is oddly just a massive state. The number of, like, real cities they have is crazy. Really? You have Cleveland, Cincinnati, Akron, Canton. Canton. Throw that in there. Uh, it. I looked up the population. It's it's nuts. Well, that's why it's like such a big state in presidential right. elections. Exactly, but it's just not one that you think of. So may, maybe that's the reason. But yeah, I guess it's not about just being passionate about sports. It's about. I had a buddy who uh, who punched a hole in a wall because he was so upset, and everyone looked at him. And he was like, yep, yep, I know I needed to, to change. He's like, but let me just have the rest of this game. It was kind of just like what Perna said yesterday. He, he knew there, there was that moment where he knew and was like, let me finish this game and, uh, and change. <laughs> and, but, but it's not, not caring, not having emotions, not, getting, not being passionate. There's also nothing wrong with yelling at the TV. No. I've just tried to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. and, it, it, and it definitely doesn't make, you know, especially for the buffs, it doesn't make the, the losses – worse or the or, or, or better or the wins worse i just i i just i i i had to start like realizing like i can't be so affected by this here's the most important thing with all of this is know who you're watching with if you're watching with a casual fan they're probably gonna look at you like crazy if you're screaming at the tv and it's your first time watching it with them if you're watching with another diehard, I mean, holes in the wall, they'll understand. I allow myself to have one game every year where I do not hold back any emotion. Do you choose the game or does it just get, do, do you, the first game quarter, is predetermined? You know. Okay. That's one oh, game. I know what it is. Every year. <laughs> yeah. And it's the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Yep. <laughs> there is no stopping me at the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And I hope none of you ever see me there. So does that mean fantastic when it's a win but does it mean tears if it's a loss no 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 no. it's it's definitely more anger Mm. um but i (laughs) honestly can't remember what it's like to lose a rock i I think it's been four years i mean i can't even remember what i had for breakfast oh that's actually not that's not as long as i thought no yeah i thought you were gonna say 14 it's been four years four years yeah you know exactly how long it's been (laughs) oh you better believe i do was that the was that the I most just, recent worst day of your life? Mm, I probably not. <laughs> um, 
I let it all loose. I go full Team USA against Thailand. <laughs> there is no mercy. No, 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 no. Uh, anyways, do enjoy sports how you enjoy sports. I, I, I don't blame anyone. Punching the hole in the wall, that r- kind of ruins it for everyone. Exactly. So don't do that. And, th- and that, that's when it is. It's when it's over the top. With the people you're with. If you're with someone that is so but the, crazy. That's why he's smart. He does, he wants to watch it at his house because he knows, like his wife probably knows if he has one, that it's going to be intense. Right. No, I completely agree. I think he's, he does it right. But like, yeah, exactly. That's because sometimes there's someone who's so mad and angry that it makes it uncomfortable for everyone. Even if it's not punching a hole in the wall. Everyone's like, oh, God, is James going <laughs> to, what's he going to do this time? And you're like, oh, I have a buddy. We have a, we have a third and 11 now. This isn't going to end well. What's he going to do? Yeah. I have a buddy who I, I love dearly, but I, I don't like playing golf with him mm. because he just gets too mad. Right. And like, I'm not, of course, I want to have, I want I I go into every round hoping I'm going to beat my best round ever. Right. You're serious. You push the but, line. But. And so when I start playing really well, I'll get serious. Yeah. But I'm also going into it knowing that golf is a fickle, fickle sport. <laughs> There's a very good chance that I'm going to have a bad day. And you know what? If I do, I always keep in mind, like, I'm outside in Colorado. It's beautiful. The air is amazing. And I'm with my buddies. Right. But with the him. Air is amazing. <laughs> with him. I might even have a nice bottle of Colorado water just waiting for me. <laughs> with him, it's like if he hits a bad shot, that exact feeling. I'm like, and he he should have had a moment, like your buddy who punched the hole in the wall. He hit a bad drive, slammed his driver on the T marker, which was made of rock, and broke oh, no. the head off his driver. Oh no! And I'm just like, you effing idiot! <laughs> now you're uncomfortable. Right. Everyone's uncomfortable. He's even more mad and obviously regretful. I would imagine. Exactly. But. Things didn't change <laughs> after that. So, how were his drives the rest of the day? <laughs> they looked great with the three wood. I was gonna say he's like, can I can I use your driver? Hell no, no dude. <laughs> don't get. I don't want you within five hundred <laughs> feet of my driver. You stay on this hole, murderer. <laughs> uh, anyways, what's the next one? Next one coming in from B A Broncos. It's just a quick comment. I had a pedicure and it's amazing. As a guy that has worked on his feet all day, the majority of my life, it helps so much. Got the idea from my defensive line coach when I played football. He compared it to getting a new set of tires. Once you get one, I assure that it will change your life. So my girlfriend wants to get a pedicure before we go to Mexico. Mexico is like 48 hours away. I know. I might go with her. Mm, this smart, was inspiring smart from ba bronco yeah I mean, could you imagine what if you walk in and bill kolar Derek wolf Adam <laughs> shelby harris are all there i wouldn't put that by them <laughs> the one that i couldn't see is wolf i can't see that but i could see bill kolar shelby and adam gotts is sitting in there in like a little massage chair <laughs> You know what I'm afraid of is my feet afraid of is my feet are decently ticklish. Yep. I'm afraid I'm going to be squirming the whole time. My my girlfriend doesn't like them because of that. Yep. It's too tough. 
have you ever seen in and they have it in america now but i've mostly mostly seen it in foreign countries yep you put your feet in the yep. bowl with all the little fish yep. and you're supposed to eat the dead yep. skin off maybe that's the first thing you do in mexico i'm save not babe, doing, save the pedicure i'm not going to trust no disrespect to any i'm just not going to trust a place like that to clean the water that's fair how would you clean that you got to take all the fish out. Do you clean it though, or is the do the fish clean it? If they do, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that. I don't want someone else's dead skin flakes in the place where I'm putting my feet. But that's fish food. I'm not doing it. Is that what it is? You know, what? How fish food looks like. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a bunch of people in a factory with like cheese graters. <laughs> Oh my god! Or the pedicure places sell that stuff to fish food markets. Oh, like regular pedicure places, right? Yeah, it's not a factory of people <laughs> shaving their feet. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but if I do get the pedicure, I will report back with what how it was in pictures, or how do you how do you report this? Should I periscope accurately? it? Oh. Only if you're okay with getting ticklish on Periscope. I think the thing about Periscope is you have to have the content prepared. It could just be really awkward. Right, right. There's like this woman who maybe doesn't speak English. <laughs> like there, like we, it, we're we not really talking. She doesn't really like the camera. Right. She's like uncomfortable by it. I'm like trying <laughs> not to laugh. It might be, it, that's probably not good content. <laughs> and it's live. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to change it when it gets awkward. No. All right, next one's from Bronco Duck. He says, the water taste test lived up to the hype. Nicely done. Even more excited for the Hot Pocket video. Ryan and Zach, will you go ham and cheese, pepperoni, meatball? This is a big decision. Okay, so... It's dealer's choice. Yeah, I was of the belief that it was definitely going to be ham and cheese. Allie, though, believes that uh, pepperoni is the best one. And so... Is pepperoni the same as pizza? Yeah, she said pizza, okay. but I think she meant pepperoni. Okay. What's what's the classic? You think of Hot Pocket. That See, I've always felt like you would think ham and cheese. Isn't there emoji on Twitter, which they have a very good Twitter account? Isn't, I think it's... Oh, it might be the pepperoni I, one. Oh, I thought it was ham and cheese. I'm looking it up right now. All to right, see. I'll let you do it. They do have a pretty good Twitter, and they always respond when you tag oh, them. Oh, I think it's pep. That is that. But looks what like, what cheese is that? That's mozzarella. Oh, but it's not a pizza. Isn't mozzarella cheese on a pizza? Yeah. Yeah. So, so does it have red sauce as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You I'm gonna get convince you. yourself that's that's cheddar and ham, a dark ham. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a uh, very cured. Oh. Here we go. Five hours ago, they tweeted. <laughs> I have no idea what you're about to say, but I know it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, God. They tweeted two things today. <laughs> it's a picture of... I don't know if this is a real Hot Pocket, but I don't know if I put it in my mouth. <laughs> it says, good morning, everyone. It's like they made it look worse. Oh, wow. Oh, I need it. It looks interesting, but the one this morning is 
hot hockets. <laughs> <laughs> Only 300 likes. Ah, that's bad. How many followers do they have? 39,000 likes, 45,000 followers. Thir- oh, they... 30- 35,000... 39,000 tweets. Tweets, okay, okay. okay. 45,000 followers. You are one of their followers, I see. I sure am. Support the brand. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to splurge. Mm. Shell out the hard-earned, my own hard-earned money to get you a ham and cheese and a wow. pizza. And you can decide which one's wow. Someone else... I think those are the two up for best Hot Pocket. What, what even is there outside of that? Anything you've ever eaten, <laughs> it's in a Hot Pocket. Do they have dessert Hot Pockets? They pockets? have blood sausage Hot Pockets. No way. <laughs> blood sausage and chicken feet Hot Pockets? Oh, God. Wow. Just like, what is it? Kit Kats in Japan that oh, have yeah. every flavor you've ever imagined. We need confirmation on that from a Japanese person who's lived a person who's lived in Japan. I can confirm. To this podcast. I can confirm. Have you been there? That they have everything. I have not been to Japan, but people that travel to Japan often have brought back crazy ones. I've seen like the green tea ones. Yep, those look good. There's um, a there was a rum raisin one. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the weird. Is ones there like I saw. bacon or something? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like not a sweet one at all. I'll do some research. But yeah, if you live in Japan, let us... Because I've only seen a few. I know you can buy them on Amazon. And they're real? I think so. Um, anyways, you might not have time, but if you want to let me know that there's a Hot Pocket that should be included, I will consider it. <laughs> some people like the Philly cheesesteak one. I know that. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Okay. Uh, from Dom Siglo. The weekly Perna appearance was a joke. I didn't mean to come across as a spoiled <laughs> listener. I was just excited. I, we know. Another thing that's a joke is the clown named Adam Rank in his prediction. 2-14? and 14? Come on, my guy. <laughs> he went through every game without even thinking about it. You won't beat the Raiders. You won't beat the Bears. You won't beat the Patricks. Patricks. Packers. You won't beat the Jags. Got something on your mind. If that actually <laughs> happens, do we take a quarterback with the first pick? I think we already did that. Yeah, you exercise. have to. You have to. You have yep. to. You can't. Ooh. He said, anyway. hashtag Perna for owner. And then he said, that's a joke. Don't take it wrong. <laughs> Don't worry. We're not as serious. We're not that serious. But could you, what if Aaron Donald's in the draft next year? The next Aaron Donald. Number one overall. There's no Aaron Donald's. What if it was, what if, uh, yeah. You got to go quarterback. Got to. Just I don't, I don't. You don't even have to trade Drew Locke for all I care. No. Just keep the. Just keep Drew Locke. Keep two of. Figure out which one's better. Trade the other one. Trade the other. Yep. It's fine by me. Get your quarterback. You know what? And if you suck fine. again the next year, draft Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Draft John Paul Jones. <laughs> um. No buzzer beaters. None. I still can't find one of the comments you read, but doesn't matter you read it so we're all good really yeah i just made one up yeah i think you did (laughs) (laughs) it was a good one though so Uh, i can believe it i'm all from tokyo bronco you guys are terrible (laughs) especially zach there is a hot pocket you loser there is a fish food flavored kit kat give me a break from tokyo bronco oh that was the joke (laughs) yeah good joke thank you i totally got it thank you (laughs) 
Well, uh, m- may your feet <laughs> be manicured <laughs> and your fish be fed. <laughs> Is that the new sign off? <laughs> <laughs> yep. May your feet be clean and your fish be fed. I like manicured more. Okay. May your feet be manicured. <laughs> may your fish be fed. And may your cheese graters be clean. <laughs> for whatever you're using it for. Before I, uh, I let you go, even though that was a perfect sign off. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to In We Go yet, what are you waiting for? Hit up every Rockies home game this year just using In We Go. Not to mention Rocky Mountain Beer Fest, Machine Gun Kelly, Frederick in Flight 5K. Zach will probably be there. Vale Craft Beer Classic. Tons of beer flights all around the metro area comedy work shows whatever it is you name it you can do all of these things for as little as ten dollars for your first month use the code bsnden15 to save fifteen dollars that offer ends june 30th so hop on it i'm telling you guys i still subscribe to in we go i always have it is awesome and and i'm honestly slightly sad that i'm gonna be in mexico because i'm gonna miss taco fest Mm. and that is legitimately one of the greatest events i've ever attended was that the outdoor one last year yes yeah zach please go yes i will live vicariously (laughs) yes and eat the cricket taco Mm. will you would you try one bite if it's there i wait is it alive no 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 no. god no i had it i was thinking maybe they like put the tortilla so it's like a burrito so they can't get out because they're trying to hop around i had it you know what i decided what crickets would be better as a topping on a taco not the oh it was the meat it's essentially the meat yeah just give it a bite you won't it's not gonna hurt you is it scratchy it's very crunchy are they fried yes that helps Yeah. yeah yeah all right like i said may your feet be manicured and your fish be fed and with that, we're going to sign off. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the BSN Broncos podcast. It's getting me down, waiting up for you. Cause I could have just as easily left by now. What makes me return is what I need you to do. Cause something taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. <laughs> 